Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Korach. And Parshas Korach, unfortunately, contains another heartbreaking narrative as we find ourselves still reeling from the story of the Miraglim, the sin of the spies, after they delivered their disastrous report about Eretz Yisrael condemning the Jewish people to dwell in the desert for another 40 years of nomadic existence, we come to the rebellion of Korach. Korach rebelling against the leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu, but of course, what kind of begins as a targeted assault against Moshe, very quickly descends, albeit in a nuanced way, as a revolt against the Ribbono Shal Olam, as a revolt against the divine plan, as a revolt against the entire Tachlis, the entire purpose and plan that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for Am Yisrael. And we know the story. Unfortunately, Korach and his followers are swallowed up by the earth, thereby asserting the legitimacy of Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership. But that's not enough. Because remember again, Korach also rebelled against the fact that Aaron was chosen to be the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, and that the offspring of Aaron were chosen to be the Kohanim. Sakhadish so Baruch Hu performs another miracle. He tells Aaron, commands Aaron to gather all of the staffs from all the different tribal leaders, places them all together. And Akadish Baruch Hu says, whosoever staff blossoms, that is the one who was chosen to be the Kohen Gadol. And the Torah tells us as follows Torah tells us in Parak Zain Pasach of Gimel, chapter 17, verse 23. It was the next day. So they placed all of the staffs representing the different tribes, right? All the Shvatim, placing them all together. Whose staff is going to blossom? Who is the one who was chosen by the Ribbono Shal Olam to be the coin? Vayava Moshe Aidos Moshe Avinu comes to the Almoi, to the Mishkan. Vihine Parach Mata Aaron Lebes Levi. And Aaron's staff had blossomed. Aaron, a member of the tribe of Levi, his staff had blossomed. Vayotze Perach, Vayotze Tzitz, Vayigmal Shkedim. And literally translated, Vayigmal Perach, excuse me, Vayotze Perach, it gave forth blossoms. Vayotze Tzitz, it sprouted buds. Vayigmal Shkedim. And it produced almonds. So we know that in the course of almond maturation, almonds really take three stages. First, there's a blossom what the Torah calls a perach. Afterwards, there is a bud, which the Torah calls a tzitz. And then after, again, you have the flower. The flower opens up. There's a bud. The flower falls off. The bud falls off. And then ultimately, you have the almond, the final fruit. And what's interesting is as follows. The Torah goes on to say, this is the next Pasuk, Vayomar Shema Moshe, Hasheves mate arul nifnea idos l'mishmeres la'os l'bnei meri, u'tchaltlu no sami alayv o'lemus. And Hashem says to Moshe, Moshe, now everyone has seen that Aaron has been chosen as the high priest, as the Kohen Gadol. But Moshe, I want you to save the staff. I want you to go ahead and place the staff together, keep it in the Olamoy, keep it in the Mishkan, so it should be an everlasting, eternal sign that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has chosen Aaron to be his high priest. And interestingly enough, the Lubavitcher Rebbe quotes, based on the Gemara, something fascinating. He quote, I'm going to quote you from the Rebbe. He says, Actually, before we get to the Rebbe, the Gemara already says, the Gemara in Meseches, Psachim, also Meseches Yom, we just had it actually not so long ago in Dafyomi. The Gemara says that together with the Aaron was Maklo Shal Aaron, the staff of Aaron, Shkedeha Uperacheha. Ultimately, again, not only so was the staff, the almonds and the blossoms, the almonds and the flowers. So amazingly enough, something fascinating occurs. 
which is that apparently, normally when the almond matures, so like I said before, you have the blossom, you have the bud, but then the blossom falls off, and then you're left only with the almond. But apparently on the staff of Aaron, part of the miracle was that the blossom, the flower, remained there together even once the almond matured. Vaharai, the proof to that is, the Gemara says explicitly that the staff was together with the Aaron, but it doesn't just say the staff. It says the staff, with its almonds, and with its flowers. Which means that when you looked at that staff, you saw the flowers and the almonds on it. Now again, you normally look at an almond tree, you don't see that. Once the almonds mature, the flower is gone. Yet miraculously, on the staff of Aaron, the flowers remain together with the almonds. And I'll quote to you the Rebbe. I left you hanging here for a moment. The Lubavitcher Rebbe writes in Likutei Sichus, Shomer Moshe Yachad Imamata Atzmo, Gam HaProchim Shenaflu Mimenu, Velachin Gam LaAchar Mikan Kishenignas Hamata Nignazu Imo Gam Prochim Elu. So there's a discussion where the flowers still attached to the staff, that they fall off from the staff. That's a detail. But the Rebbe says, the point over here is that when Moshe Rabbeinu kept the staff, he kept the staff together with the almonds and with the flowers. And the question is obvious. I understand the need to keep the staff because the staff was the everlasting reminder that Aaron was the designated chosen Kohen Gadol High Priest. But why the need to go ahead and keep the flowers together with the almonds. And even if you want to keep the almonds, right? Uh, who doesn't like almonds? Right? So you keep the almonds, you have the, you have the fruit there, but why the need ultimately to keep the blossoms, to keep the flowers as well? And perhaps the Rebono Shalom was trying to teach us a number of incredibly important and profound lessons. Lesson number one, everything in life requires effort. You see, the almond is the pre, the almond is the result. But you can't get the almonds without the flowers. You can't get the almonds without the blossom. The blossom represents the effort, represents the process. The almond represents is the fruit, is the result. So many times in life we want results, but we don't want to put in effort. So many times in life we want to cross the finish line, but I don't want to run the race. So many times in life I want the fruit, but I'm not willing to go through the labor. And at the end of the day, Moshe Rabbeinu saves the blossoms together with the almonds. Because if you want the almonds in life, if you want success in life, if you want results in life, if you want to cross the finish line, you have to be ready to put in the effort. Lesson number two, you can't accomplish anything by yourself. I'll tell you an interesting idea about almond trees, which is actually quite fascinating. The flowers of an almond are self-incompatible, which means that they require insect pollination in order to go ahead and produce something. In other words, the flowers by themselves can't do anything. They need to be pollinated by an insect, which tells you something amazing. You can't produce the almonds by yourself. You might be a beautiful flower. You might be incredible. But no man is an island. No person could accomplish everything on their own. We all need someone else. Lesson number three, failure opens the door to new possibilities. You see, if you're looking at the almond tree, the flowers are so beautiful and the flower falls off. And when you see that, if you're standing there as the flower falls off, you think to yourself, Oy va voy. it was so beautiful. Now look what happened. So it's true, the flower, the flower fell off. 
but the flower falling off paves the way for the almond to grow. The almond can't grow if the flower is still there. Because sometimes when the flower falls off the tree and the tree looks dead, in reality, it's preparing to bring forth new life. Failure opens the door to new possibilities. We all encounter failure. We all encounter dead ends. And so many times when we hit failure, we think it's the end of the road, the end of the journey. But every failure opens the door to something new. And the last lesson, lesson number four, is that sometimes in life, you have to shake the tree. If you ever look at the way almonds are harvested, often what happens is you have a tree shaker. So you'll ask yourself, well, what does a tree shaker do? Exactly what it sounds like. He stands there, he shakes the tree, has a tarp spread out underneath the tree, the almonds come down and he catches all of the almonds. Because sometimes in life, to get results, you have to shake the tree. We often settle into a rhythm and a pattern of living. And again, I, I kind of hit the life cruise control. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm living. This is how I'm conducting myself. This is my process. And I get into that. And the rhythm is nice. The rhythm is melodic. You know, you ever drive a long distance and you put on cruise control. And what's the greatest danger, especially if you have a long stretch of road ahead of you? There's a danger of falling asleep. There's a danger of falling asleep. You know, I was once in a car with someone and it was interesting. They were a little bit uh, drowsy at the wheel and they, they kept on shifting a little bit. And the car actually, their, their GPS came up with a message that says, stop for coffee or stop for a rest, which was incredible. Sometimes in life, you just get on cruise control and you just are going down the highway of life. But sometimes you need to shake the tree because sometimes the path that I've taken for the last number of years is not the right path for the next number of years. And sometimes the approach to life that worked for me until now does not or will not work for me going forward. Sometimes you have to shake the tree in order to go ahead and carve a new route. So perhaps this is why HaKadosh Baruch was telling Moshe Rabbeinu to not just save the staff. You see, the staff was the reminder that HaKadosh Baruch Hu went ahead and chose Aaron HaKohen as the high priest and chose the descendants of Aaron to ultimately serve in that capacity as well. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu to save the flowers and to save the almonds, not for Aaron, but to save the flowers and to save the almonds to teach us these incredibly profound four lessons. Number one, everything in life requires effort. Number two, you can't accomplish things by yourself. Number three, failure opens the door to new possibilities. And number four, sometimes you have to shake the tree. These lessons accompanied us wherever we went. They were part of the Aron. They were part of, I should say, they were stored together with the Aron. They were part of the Mishkan. They were later on part of the Beis HaMikdash as well. And even though now we don't have our, we don't yet have our third Beis HaMikdash, we should be Zochemir Hashem to carry these lessons, these life-altering lessons with us each and every day. May we be Zochemir to carry them with us, internalize them, and allow them to shape the way we live. Wishing everyone a wonderful day, a good and Erev Shabbos, and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.